Welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. My name is Adrian, and I'm tonight's co-host, a senior from St. Catherine, Jamaica, studying mathematics and computer science, and an RA in Founders Hall. And I'm Tom Ellett, the other co-host, and I serve as the Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs. Founders is in the house again. Yes. Do you yeah. like it there? I love Founders. I believe it's the best fire residence. Oh. <laughs> this year, not so good in Fire Olympics. Yeah, that was kind of disappointing, but we're still the best. You're still the best. (laughs) Tell me what it's like to be an RA the second time around. Much different? Yeah, I believe it's much different. I feel much more adjusted to my role, uh, much more comfortable interacting with my residents and just kind of in who I am as a person. I feel like when I first became an RA, I was really worried, you know, about whether my residents would like me, whether yeah. I'd do well, but now that I'm used to the position and I can manage my time, it's much much yeah, better. Yeah, much better. And now you're an international student. Yes, I am an international student. How was that transition for you coming from Jamaica to here to NYU? It was a big transition yeah. for me. Like, there are definitely a lot of things that are different here culturally. Like, a lot of culture shock is involved in moving from small Jamaica, a dot on the world map, to New York City, whose population is even more than the population in Jamaica. So, yeah, it was definitely a huge transition, but I feel like I've adjusted pretty well. I love it here. Yeah. That's great to hear. That's great. What do you want to do long term, Adrian, with your degree? I actually want to become an actuary in the long term. Fantastic. But right now I'm focusing on finding positions in like software development, technology, stuff like that. But I foresee myself being an actuary. Excellent. And we have somebody who's in the tech world tonight as our guest. Who is our guest tonight? Our guest is Terry Burns who served as an RA in Carlisle for Steve Toe and Brittany Tedeschi during the 2014 to 2016 academic years. Welcome, Terry, and thank you for joining us on tonight's show. It's a real pleasure having you on. How are you and where are you? Hi, thank you so much. Um, I'm doing quite well, and I am calling in from San Francisco, California. Nice. Excellent. Terry, a pleasure to have you on Tell us what you've done since you've graduated from NYU. Awesome. Yeah, so it's been a few years now. After I graduated from NYU, I moved from New York City to California. So I'm originally from Long Beach, California. So after I did my standard cliche kind of travel after graduation, I went back to Long Beach for a couple of months to hang out with my family. And then I officially relocated up to San Francisco. Um, So now I'm in Northern California. I've been there ever since, and I've been working. So I worked in consumer technology. I was at Twitter for a little over a year, and um, now I work as an investor at Google Ventures. That's great. That's great. Let's jump back to your time at Washington Square. What did you study while at NYU? When I was at NYU, I studied computer science in the Courant School. Nice. Excellent. We have a couple of parallels there with you in terms mm-hmm. of computer science. Terry, were you involved in extracurricular activities? 
I was. So uh, obviously I was, I was an RA, which took up um, a pretty significant amount of time. I also worked part-time when I was in college. For the first half of my time, um, I worked on campus. I worked in IT. And then for the second half, I worked at Venmo, the mobile payments company. And so I was also working part-time, and then I was pretty active on campus. There uh, was, I think it's still there, a student organization called Tech at NYU. And so I was um, a pretty active member, yeah, of Tech at NYU when I was in school as well. So I was quite busy when I was at NYU. Did you always want to be an RA while in undergrad? I did. When I first got to NYU, I remember I really, really liked my RA freshman year. And it seemed like a role that I would have a lot of fun in. So I definitely always wanted to be an RA. What was it like to work on a staff at Carlisle, upper-class building with three towers? How, how did you maneuver that process of, of being in a split building, upper-class? Yeah, I really liked working with the upper-class in Carlisle. I definitely felt like I could relate a lot to the issues that residents would have, especially because there was less of an age gap. Working on staff was fantastic. I found the Carlisle staff to be super, super fun, as well as hardworking and energetic. I definitely derived a lot of energy from my role um, as an RA at Carlisle. It was definitely challenging sometimes as well. I think when you're super busy, when you're an RA and you're working with students, if you're on duty, you have lots of obligations to put other people's needs above your own, which can be really hard if you're tired or stressed out. Um, So it was a challenge sometimes, but overall we had a really fantastic staff and team, and so it was great. That's so true. I feel like a team makes it so much better. 100%. With all the stress. Yeah. What kind of relationships did you have with your residents? If I were to kind of summarize it, I I was like the chill but professional RA. I definitely think um, my residents and I had a really great rapport. If my residents ever wanted to run programs or try try things out, I definitely was never a blocker for any of that. I kind of, you know, within the confines of the rules, of course, um, just kind of allowed my residents to do as they please, which I think is also something that you can kind of get away with a little bit more when you're dealing with an upper-class group. Um, and so, yeah, I think I had really a great relationship with my residents. I had a lot of a lot of fun times getting to know them and learning about what they were working on and excited about and, and studying. Terry, did you use technology as a way to connect with your community? I did. So um, fortunately at, at NYU, we were on the Google app system. So it was super easy to you know do calendar events and share documents and, and all of that stuff. So I definitely remember um, hosting events, putting everything on the calendar, coming up with collaborative documents, I remember at one point uh, for one of my programs, I made a collaborative Spotify playlist. And so I let all of my residents add songs that they really liked and then hosted like a milk and cookies event. And so it was kind of fun. Just, uh, you know, it was a chance for people to talk about what song they added or what songs that they really liked. So I always like to leverage technology in the programs that I ran. You're getting Adrian's uh, mind moving. I could see the movement in her mind as you're saying all of that the computer science. You can feel there. that idea. It was a hit. Yeah. Honestly, like that's what I was thinking. I'm just like, that's such a great idea. And my residents love music. They love like karaoke and stuff like that. So I feel like the Spotify playlist. Mm. I might steal. Look that. at that. Alum is <laughs> giving you great ideas. There you go. Um, do you stay connected with any of your residents? 
do. So for my direct residents, you know, we follow each other on social media, so I kind of know generally what, what they're up to. I still have a few really, really good friends who um, were residents in Carlisle. They weren't my direct residents, but I would see them around. And, and so a few of them have moved out to the Bay Area, and so we're, we're good friends. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the skills that you developed while you were an RA and how they have translated into what you do today. Absolutely. So I think the RA role is really people-facing, and it's an opportunity for you to learn how to be organized and to listen and to understand what a pretty large group of people is thinking and feeling and kind of having a pulse for that and making sure that you are a resource for people to go to um, if needed. I think for myself, I work in venture capital, and it's also a very kind of person-facing role where I'm spending a lot of time talking to entrepreneurs and tech employees and people who are building and creating things in the industry. And a lot of my skill set that I've learned from the RA role is being able to listen very well, to get to the root of a problem, and to see how I can be of help. And so that skill set, which I think was pretty much the core skill set of my time as an RA, definitely directly translates to what I do in my job today. You know, we'd love to hear that. Yeah, that's amazing. What surprised you about being an RA? Yeah, I think the biggest surprise for me, I definitely went into the RA role thinking a lot about my residents and a lot about time management. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in this position. I have lots going on. How am I going to be able to manage everything? And how am I going to be very, very present for my residents? And, you know, that was a huge part of the role. But I think one of the biggest things that I got out of the entire experience was kind of what we were talking about before, which is the team and really just bonding with the other RAs. They're still some of my best friends. Every time I go back to New York, I hang out with the RAs that were were with me when I was in Carlisle. And so it, it really, maybe this is naive, but just had not occurred to me that I could possibly become really close friends with the other people on my team, which was a very pleasant surprise. That's great to hear. So many times I hear that from former RAs that they stay so connected with that peer group that they had. Let's talk a little bit about you graduate from NYU. You start thinking about that first job. How did you navigate that uh, process for career uh, as your senior year is kind of ending and you think about, okay, got to go out to that real world. What were the kind of things you looked for in your first job? Absolutely. So I was, I feel really fortunate. I was in a pretty good position in that I was already working part time um, at Venmo, the mobile payments company. So in the technology sector, I studied computer science. I knew that I wanted to do something in tech. And so I was really able to leverage the network from my part time job at the time and talk to my manager and my coworkers to help me figure out what the best process should be. And so um, my senior year, particularly towards the end, I really just spent a lot of time learning about different companies that were in tech. I'm thinking a lot, frankly, about uh, Silicon Valley and the prospect of moving to San Francisco or to the Bay Area versus staying in New York City. I really did want to stay in New York City because the city's amazing and I, I love New York. But I did know that a lot of the best opportunities would probably be out here in the West Coast. And so I basically just created a spreadsheet and made a list of companies that I thought were kind of interesting and did a ton of research and applying for jobs. 
and ultimately um, got a really amazing job, which I super, super enjoyed at Twitter, which I mentioned earlier. And then kind of by chance, I ended up learning about the role that I'm in right now. Um, and that was an opportunity that was too good to pass up. Can you tell us what someone does in a role like you have today? What's a day-to-day kind of thing look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So my title is principal. Um, I'm a principal on the investing team. And basically what we do is we really just try and support entrepreneurs and help build amazing companies and invest in companies that we think are really, really fantastic businesses, ideally doing something great for the world and just really being innovative and and disruptive. And so for my day-to-day, I spend a lot of time talking to entrepreneurs. Lots and lots of people, particularly in Silicon Valley, have fantastic ideas and are starting companies. And I think it's not just a matter of meeting someone and liking their idea and investing. It's really spending time, getting to know a team, understanding a space, And so I'll have multiple conversations with entrepreneurs, put them in touch with folks who may have areas of expertise in their particular space, seeing how I can be of help. Um, Really, really lots of lots of meetings and then kind of circling back with my team, uh, exchanging notes and then ultimately kind of making decisions about where we can can be of help. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. What would you say is the most challenging part of your job? I would say the most challenging part of my job can be focused. Uh, There's so much energy in Silicon Valley and people are doing lots of varied amazing things and I think it can be easy to it's easy to get distracted um, and it's also easy to feel pulled in a million different directions Mm -hmm. especially when you're really just trying to get a pulse on an entire industry which is a pretty big industry at that and so I think that being able to maintain organized and focused and have structure so that you know that you're moving in the right direction can be a bit of a challenge sometimes. But I have a great team that and we all work together to, to help create that focus in the places where we need it. You talked earlier about uh, kind of a challenge of leaving New York City and deciding to go to Silicon Valley. What are the differences? So for, for a college student now thinking about, okay, should I stay in New York? Should I go to California? What's the strengths and challenges of those two locations? Absolutely. So they're, they're vastly different, in my opinion. I think that New York City, um, it's the city of the world, right? So it's very, very busy. Yeah. There are a ton of people out all the time. Um, it's super diverse, um, not just, you know, when you're walking down the street and, and who you see, but what people's interests are, the fields that they work in, et cetera. I think specifically in Silicon Valley and in San Francisco, um, it's super tech heavy. And so for me as a technologist, that's great for me because I'm very much optimizing for my work and my career. And I want to meet people who are doing stuff in this sector. Um, but I think that if you, you know, if that's, if that's not your field or what your interest is, it can be a little bit jarring. I also think that the Bay Area in San Francisco is just a lot more relaxed. I think it's much greener. There's more uh, opportunities to go outdoors and see nature. I think people probably relax a little bit more on the weekends out here. Um, and so that's something that I, I really enjoy. And so I think things both are different. They both have pros and cons. But, but those, that's kind of my high-level assessment of the differences between the two. Helpful. What do you look for in a college graduate? So you're looking to hire someone on your team. What are some of the things that you think are important for that college grad to show you, demonstrate what they have, 
or qualities that they have? Absolutely. I think probably one of the most important things is curiosity. So I talked about this before, but there's so many different things happening in this industry. And part of the job is understanding and parsing through all of that. A lot of people um, are extremely focused on, you know, one thing, one industry, one tool that they really like, which is fantastic. But I think to really thrive um, in venture, having a curiosity for lots of different types of people and problems um, and solutions can really help someone thrive. Um, And I I think the other thing that I would really look for in, in a new grad is just grit. And that's frankly just this hunger for working hard and for finding really fantastic opportunities and the diamonds in the rough. And I think that that takes a lot of work. There's a lot of volume happening all the time, but people who are very, very curious and have a lot of grit, I think would be super successful. What are some of the changing issues facing your industry? Yeah. So when I think about venture capital or the technology industry at large, there's lots of really interesting conversations happening right now. One challenge that I think a lot of people are, are thinking a lot about is the idea of equity. So there are a lot of companies, there are a lot of founders, there's a lot of capital that's floating through, through the industry. And so this idea that people are getting a fair share of a company or of their contribution or of the work that they're doing and being compensated fairly is something that I think the industry as a whole is thinking a lot about and can candidly do better. I think that 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 also sort of bleeds into this concept of diversity and inclusion, which is something that historically the tech industry has definitely not led the way on. And so uh, I definitely think that these are some, some changes and issues that are existing in our industry right now. But I think hopefully we're, we're making strides in a more positive direction. You talked about diversity. What are some of the ways that you believe that your company can encourage more diversity or has encouraged diversity? Yeah, that's a good question. I think there's a lot of companies, um, ours included, that try different methods. I think it's going to be an effort on everyone's part to to really make a difference here. At my job, um, one thing that we're really proud of is that we have a whole, um, like, team of operational people and operational partners that work directly with our portfolio companies, companies that we invest and work with. And so with our operational teams, we can be very, very hands-on, data-driven, and direct with our companies. And so we're not hands-off at all. We don't just invest in a company and then walk away and hope for the best. I think that we're very, very active in having conversations about how holistically on a diversity standpoint and looking at a company in general, ways that they can improve. And so I think with us, because we're super hands-on, we can have, you know, hopefully a direct influence in some of the ways that our portfolio companies can improve from a diversity standpoint and otherwise. And I would imagine you draw upon some of your training, certainly some of the social justice training we did through RA training here Mm -hmm. at NYU, hopefully. Yeah, I've definitely had conversations with entrepreneurs, for sure. That's great. Terry, what books, newspapers, podcasts, or other things should students look to read, listen to, to help inform them in this world of uh, computer and technology? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one one pretty big one is called TechCrunch, and so that's like an online publication that kind of stays up to date on all of the happenings in the industry. 
specifically in regards to venture capital, if you want to sort of dig into this world in particular, there are a handful of newsletters, one called Axios or Pro Rata. Those are pretty popular amongst venture capital firms. Those give kind of daily updates of what's happening in the industry. And I think all of those um, recommendations are also really, you know, have podcast offerings and books that are recommended. And so th those might be a good starting point um, of which you can find lots of different resources. And then, of course, there's also like specific firms, whether you look at uh, the firm that I am at, GV, or others. You can look at portfolio companies. There's blog posts online. There's definitely a lot of materials that, that you can look at. So, yeah, there's definitely different options that you can take a look at. Very helpful. You mentioned earlier not expecting to become friends necessarily with the persons on your RA team so like who do you stay in contact with give them a shout out <laughs> okay so I want to give a shout out to my four girls Emily Hannah Banu and Chloe every time I go back to New York the five of us get together they're all still in New York I am selfishly trying to get them to move to the Bay Area I don't think it's working uh, but yeah <laughs> want to give them a shout out and I also want to give a shout out to um, Michael so my, I actually studied abroad in London, and I was an RA when I was in London as well. And Michael joined me in that adventure, and he's awesome. So shout out to Michael. Outstanding. We're going to enter the speed round portion of the interview. Tell us your favorite tradition at NYU. Uh, so after finals, if the timing worked out, all of us, me and myself and, and friends, would get together, eat a huge meal, and then we would all go home. And it was really fun. <laughs> nice. Best dining hall at NYU. Hayden, for sure, for the cookies. Any celebrity sightings while you were an NYU student? Yeah, a bunch of celebrity sightings. Um, Alec Baldwin, Jaden Smith, Russell Brand, uh, Aziz Ansari, and probably some others that I'm forgetting. Wow. wow. A Broadway show you went to see as a student? Also saw a lot of Broadway shows. Um, Book of Mormon, Aladdin, Lion King. I saw Hamilton with the original cast. And this one, this is not Broadway, um, but I also went to Sleep No More like three times, and that was yeah. also amazing. Great stuff in New York City. Finally, uh, Terry, what was your most memorable RA experience? My most memorable RA experience was probably our last RA meeting my senior year. We all got together. We had our final meeting. We talked through all of the logistical things. Um, but then really just spent most of the time eating and hanging out and spending time with each other. And it was a little bit sad, but also super fun. And I think it was a really good way to just end my two-year run as an RA at NYU. That's great. Nice. Um, Terry, thanks so much for spending some time with Tom and I to discuss your journey and where your life after NYU has taken you. As always, thanks to our listeners who can stay connected with RA alums who are living the Dream School alumni version life. Terry, it's so great to hear what you studied here is being put into practice around the globe through the tech world. So congratulations on living your dream, even Absolutely. though it's the West Coast. We like the East Coast <laughs> a little better, but that's okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Thank you. I had a really great time. I appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Special thanks to my engineer, Duncan Lemieux, and to the current professional staff and the alums like Brittany, though Steve's not an alum quite yet, who assisted these great RAs in skill acquisition along the way. If you like the show, look for more content on the new RA alumni website, which will be coming out in June. 
And if you want to know RA's favorite books, go to whattheyreading.blogspot.com. Until next time, think about how you can contribute and to remember to bring bright smiles around those around you in your community. Have a great day.